Hello, welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope that you've been enjoying this incredible festive season. And for us here at Lighthouse, and of course, for many, many churches, not only around Australia, but around the world, it's one of our favorite times of year. And it's not just favorite because um, of the great food and the gifts that we see amongst our families, which of course is wonderful. But most importantly, it is the celebration of the birth of our Savior, Jesus. And, you know, I've been following Christ for nearly all my life since I was about six years of age. And I often, uh, and as a pastor here at Lighthouse over the last 22 years, done lots of Christmas messages, but I love talking about the very person, Jesus, who we spend all our lives talking about and encouraging others to consider. I want you to do that today. I want you to stay with me as we just focus for uh, 10 minutes or so today just to talk about how wonderful Jesus is and why you should include him in your life going ahead in 2022. The famous scripture in Isaiah 9 verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. You know, so many descriptions of Jesus today. I really just want to hone in on the one and that is the Wonderful Counselor. You know, off the back of 2019, 2020, 2021, almost those two and a half years there, uh, I can't think of a better time that we need not just a counsellor, but a wonderful counsellor, or even better still, the wonder of a great, great counsellor. And I want to ask you straight off today, how is your wonder meter? We all have a wonder meter. Wonder meter is the, the gauge we use to describe all those things that we love. And, you know, if you're ever in a room with somebody that's passionate about something, you get me in a room and it's time to talk fishing or boating or, you know, I love a bit of going crabbing as well. You know, you're going to hear me talk loudly and fast about those things. And I think we've all been given a wonder meter. And I wonder today, what is your wonder meter when it comes to talking about your faith or talking about Jesus? Uh, our love for him can often be so conditional, yet his love for us is completely unconditional. In fact, Jesus is described as giving his life, of course, for you and I, for dying on the cross and rising again for our sins, our, our regrets, our shame. And I think when I think about the wonder of Jesus, my wonder is that he loves me endlessly, stays in relationship with me, though many times I've forgotten him, many times I have ignored him, many times I should have included him and should have given him credit. Yet here Jesus is still committed in his relationship to me, not only as a saviour, but here in this case as a wonderful counsellor in every situation in our lives. And I wonder whether you've lost your wonder of Jesus this year. Psalm 77 and verse 1. I want to read 10 scriptures here, so bear with me um, from the message version of the Bible. I yell out to my God. I yell with all my might. I yell at the top of my lungs. He listens. I found myself in trouble and went looking for my Lord. My life was an open wound that wouldn't heal. When friends said everything will turn out right, I didn't believe a word they say. I remember God and I shake my head. I bow my head, then wring my hands. I'm awake all night, not a wink of sleep. 
I can't even say what's bothering me. I go over the days one by one. I ponder the years gone by. I strum my lute all through the night. How's your lute, by the way? <laughs> You've been strumming, strumming that lately? I think it's poetry in motion right there. It says, wondering how to get my life back together. Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love worn threadbare? Has salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stalked off and left us? Just my luck, I said. The high God goes out of business. Just the moment I need him. Well, what a strange way to do a scripture. I think it's describing how we feel about life sometimes. Uh, I have no doubt felt like in times of trouble, where on earth is God? Is this the day he takes off? Just the day when I need him the most. Uh, why does he seem so elusive in those great big times where I need him the most? Um, but we can tell this writer in the Psalms, he's in a bit of trouble and he is echoing the idea that God seems silent to him in times of trouble. You know, in Proverbs 13 and verse 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. You know, in life, when we feel like we have one hit after the other, just get back up again. It was like that, wasn't it, when we had the first lockdown, everything started to come back to normal and we're like, Ooh, this is going to be so different. And then we had, that, we had that second one. It was like, oh my goodness me. And this scripture says, when hope is continually deferred, then it can actually make your heart grow sick. And I wonder if that's how you feel today. It's what you've been experiencing. I wonder if that's what you're thinking as you think about the new year. You would be pretty normal to have a little bit of worry, concern about whether 2022 is going to reflect 2021. That would be normal. But I think the key thing is here, I, I don't think God, by the way, minds us talking out loud like this psalmist did. I think the myth of Christianity is you've got to hide your real thoughts and emotions about God. Like this guy's saying, God, you're just not around when I need you. That's essentially what he's saying. God knows that anyway. So to verbalise that is just being authentic in your faith. But actually the turnaround thought is in the very next scripture in verse 11. This is important because there is a way out. There is a way up. There is a way forward when it comes to thinking about faith and becoming unstuck in our lives, uh, particularly when hope has been deferred in us. Listen to what he says. Once again, I'll go over what God has done. I will lay out on the table the ancient wonders. What a great scripture. This is the key to moving forward when you're emerging from any trouble in your life. And this, this is the key. Don't ponder on what, what once was. Don't dwell on what you can't change. Don't overemphasize, or as my wife Annette loves to tell me, Paul, you've got to stop ruminating on that. Ruminating, playing it over and over in your head. Somebody said something, did something, shouldn't have. They, 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 it's not your fault, but they said it and you just can't get it out of your head. This scripture says, don't even think of it. Start to recite, ruminate on the good things that God has done for you. And you, you might say, oh, I can't think of anything. I, I bet you can. I bet if you take some time, you can think of good things. You can think of the fact that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for your sicknesses your sins, your shame, your regret. That's a place to start right there. Make a list, write it down and go over, focus on 
put them in front of you, the psalmist says, and talk about the wonders of God. You'd be amazed. You know, I just wrote the book, Rethink It. And absolutely one of the reasons I wrote it is because you can train your thinking to think differently. You can rethink situations and circumstances in a way that you start to think positively rather than negative. This is what he says. I'll read it again. He says, I'll go over the days one by one and I will ponder the years gone by. God is saying, listen, you you could be like that. You could go over everything that you can't change. You could replay the arguments you had and this time when you replay them in your mind, you can win them and you'll feel slightly better for a few moments. He says, or you can do this. You can forget those things and you can start speaking, imagining and thinking about the wonderful things that God has done for us. Change what you ponder on. Change what you dwell on. Change what you think of. Verse 12, I will ponder on God. I will ponder on all the things that he has accomplished. I will give a a long, this is verse 12, I will give a long, hear that? I will give a long, loving look at your acts. Maybe you need to do the measurement. You spend five minutes thinking about the past, but spend 25 minutes thinking about the future and what God has to do. Change the amount. Um, Adjust the scales, if you like, of thinking in your life. And I want to ask you today, here on this amazing time around Christmas, have you lost your wonder in Jesus? You know, as you get caught up in everything that you've been doing, it was great, I'm sure, the food is going to be awesome. I'm sure the, um, the family time, all that's fantastic. But can I encourage you, as you tear back all that paper, as you're cleaning up the scraps, don't miss out on Jesus. Don't forget the wonder of what he's done. Psalm 77, 12 to 14. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. What a great scripture. Did you know it's our thinking, not our eyes, that give us a picture of our life and everything around it? I'm going to say it again. It's not our eyes that create a picture of our future. It's our thinking. Romans 12.2 says, Don't conform to the behaviours of this world, but let God transform you. By what? Not instantaneous, not, you know, God, I need you to drop in on this moment and change everything. Here's what he says. You will be transformed. Your future, who you are, what you do will be transformed by God changing the way you think. Your future is not set by what you see. It's set by how you think. This Christmas, as you think about Jesus and you forget, maybe today you say, oh, I just can't, I can't remember. Let me give you a few things that I think are wonderful about Jesus just to get you started on your Christmas wonder list today. He came from heaven to earth for you. He's on the side of people, not religion. If religion has knocked you flying, over the years and you felt like it's mistreated you, that's okay. Jesus is on the side of you, people, not institutions. Um, He's on the side of life and death and then life again because he rose and that's wonderful. He didn't stay dead. That that way he empathises with us. He is wonderful in that way. He's wonderful because he paid the price for our sins. He's wonderful because he forgives 
and he heals some of the deepest wounds in our life. He's wonderful because he promises that he will never leave our side. Even practical things. You know, here I am living in Australia. I think that's, I'm blessed. Everyday life, he's placed me in Australia. That's a blessing. What a wonderful thing. You know what? If you're part of Lighthouse, I think Lighthouse, I'm biased, of course, but Lighthouse is a great church and he has placed me here. What a blessing that is. I'm so thankful. It's so wonderful. He provides for me. Um, He speaks and listens to me as well. How wonderful. The list could go on and on, but there's a start point for you today. So we finish today. I want to read Romans 15 and verse 13. I pray, there's a prayer over you. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy this time of rest, but most of all, enjoy the wonder of Jesus. God bless. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a different light.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.